Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the uh, from the home studios at this point, from the palatial rising estate at this stage. I'm Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the wonderful people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. TrueMath Fitness will get you the things that you need to succeed for the best version of you. There is no better workout for the best version of you than TrueMathFitness.com. And a new presenting sponsor that we're very, very excited to have here on the show because not only are we excited to work with Amanda J. Drenchier, Amanda J. Gentry and the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, but because she is there for you. Davidson County criminal attorney fiercely defending your constitutional rights. This woman goes wherever justice needs to be served. She is incredibly passionate about what she does. We're going to give you more details on the services that her and her team provide, but we're very happy to have on the primetime show, the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go. Uh, So let us get into the subject matter. Will Levis running with the twos today. Uh, You have a situation where, you know, coming off of, uh, coming off, apparently Amanda J. Gentry's reputation precedes her. She said, Music City Malik says, uh, Amanda J. ain't playing around. You're damn right that woman doesn't play. I'm telling you, I uh, I came away, and you know this is uh, we'll we'll tell you more about Amanda J and and all of the great uh, services that she provides to make sure that you are aware of your constitutional rights. But uh, I have never come away from a Zoom call with a partner that we've had on the show more impressed uh, with the passion that somebody has for the business that they're in uh, than Amanda J. So we will uh, we'll look forward to having her a part of the primetime show and telling you more about the great work that she does to make sure that you can have your constitutional rights protected. Okay, so uh, Malik Willis uh, with the situation and Will Levis and all the different quarterback conversations that we've had. You've got Will Levis for the first time coming off a really good day at practice on Monday. Now uh, getting snaps with the twos for the first time in training camp. And I think a lot of people excited about the idea of, all right, is he taking a step? Is this the starting point? Are we now going to see Will Levis as the second string quarterback? And I would caution you to, uh, as Coach Mack always tells us on the radio show, got to keep your powder dry about the situation. Will Levis running with the second string is important to note, and we'll give you some details on, uh, you know, the kind of output that he, or the kind of production that he was able to put together. I thought Malik Willis also had a fine day. Uh, they, Mike Vrabel said basically that they're just looking for different ways to get them as many throws as humanly possible um, for the uh, for the purposes of reps and competition, because you know that those things are going to evaporate for whomever the backup quarterbacks are as soon as the regular season starts. But Levis at this stage, getting some opportunities with the second team, took advantage of them, I thought, today. Some of you might have seen it. I saw uh, there was a lot of fans. uh, For example, Karen O'Keefe, one of our uh, great viewers and listeners around here, saw Karen out of practice today, saw a lot of you guys who were uh, good enough to stop by and say hi as we did the radio show from the sidelines um, at Titans training camp. But so for you guys who had the opportunity to see it uh, in the uh, in in the course of practice today, you probably got a pretty good show um, from your vantage point. 
I think that it's not, you know, none of it is is signed, sealed, and delivered as far as who the backup quarterback option is. This was just a kind of a first glimpse at what that might look like. So let's start there uh, in the uh, in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Your Two Rivers Ford take, big deal, little deal, or no deal. We'll take a page out of the pardon my, uh, pardon the interruption book. Big deal, little deal, or no deal. Will Levis running with the second team offense today. It's your Two Rivers Ford take. As always, it is presented by the wonderful people at Two Rivers Ford. 40 years of delivering quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service to you. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. They are the best in the business. They have been uh, the go-to car dealership for the best quality uh, uh, customer service and the best quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford, powered by Ford, driven by people. So your Two Rivers Ford take is this, big deal, little deal, or no deal. Will Levis running with the second team offense today. Uh, MB says, mini deal uh, in the uh, comment section on YouTube. Now, how about the fights on the field? I mean, you know, the fights on the field are, it's just, uh, uh, to be completely honest with you, it's Jamarco Jones just being a bit of a jackass. Um, this is some. This is a dude whose most meaningful contributions to this football team in a season and a half of being a part of this roster uh, have been to get into dust-ups up, dust on the field, whether it's Lawan, Arden Key. Uh, today, I can't remember who he uh, who he got into a confrontation. Jeff, Jeff Simmons. Uh, got in a confrontation with Jeff Simmons, and he was banished to the sandpit. So, uh, Jamarco Jones was, uh, for fighting at practice. So Mike Vrabel wouldn't address it off the top. I just think it's, you know, the guy who has the first opportunity to be your starting right tackle kind of pissing it away. So there's not really much more to say beyond that other than Jamarco Jones is needs to get his bleep together. Um, so as far as, uh, Levis, Stephen King says, huge deal with a Y trip and Titans uses an H huge deal. 2024 MVP. I don't know about all that. Uh, Matt Stanley says, no deal. It's August 1st, y'all. Uh, Amar, big deal. B-Birds, no deal. I, so here's the way that I would process this. And I want you to hear from Will Levis first and foremost. It is a, it's a little deal. It's a little deal. It's a, it's an opportunity that he's getting for the first time in training camp. It doesn't mean he's won the job. He hasn't won the job yet. Malik Willis is still the backup quarterback. Um, at some point, that might change. At some point, it might not. But today, coming off a good day at practice, I think you saw Will Levis rewarded with a good day at practice on Monday with the opportunity to take some reps with the twos. I thought he capitalized on that opportunity to take some reps with the twos. And, you know, how he continues to stack these days, it is a little deal at this point. But I, I think, you know, to hear it from Will Levis in his own words might better contextualize this for you guys we played for you I think on Sunday the clip of me and uh, me talking to Will for about two minutes about how training camp has gone what he's tried to carry over from the spring and all these different things uh the rest of the media corps spoke with Will Levis yesterday after his first uh I would call it his first real good day of training camp thus far it's early right today was only training camp number uh, practice number five on the field. So, you know, uh, took him about three days to get his bleep together. And when he finally did, you see him, uh, you see him starting to capitalize on those opportunities and, and that paid dividends working with the second team today. 
So uh, we're going to let you hear from Will Levis right after a quick reminder that primetime is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com, get your dream address without the stress. The Intel Edge you need to succeed can be found with the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, GaryAshton.com. So this was Will Levis speaking with the assembled Nashville Media Corps after yesterday's good day of work. You know, all these practices have been just about our most important one yet. Coach Grace talked on that today in the meeting, so good to see both sides of the ball go out there and do some good things. One thing the coaching staff talks about is not coaching results. I kind of understand that, and I'm sure they send you that message. But it's also a results-based thing. So how how does a quarterback kind of understand that? Well, I think it's I think it's like just like even though it's more it's more important and harder to understand that even though the result might have been good, like might have been a touchdown, like it's still not playing to our standards. Like first grade things, it's a cutoff right after practice at a squad meeting of a bunch of plays, good and bad, and just like little things that even though maybe this play they didn't keep us back in the job done, like down the road, we're going to need that to show up if we want to get to the, where we want to get to. So, I mean, just always having a high standard and, um, you know, pushing to get close to you when you first got here, you, I'm sure everything's going 100 miles an hour. You're trying to learn everything. Have things slowed down some? Are you feel more comfortable? A lot of things that you did when you got here in May? Yeah, I think it's, just, it's, it's really just repetition. And I think, like, regardless of you know, how familiar you might have been with something like this before, it's, it's a new offense. And, um, you need to get those reps with the, with the new language and, you know, even just the procedure of getting the, the play and the headset to get to the huddle, like you know, just get more comfortable with that. It's the first time I've done that, obviously. So, all in all, I mean, definitely think I'm improving. Just gotta, just gotta keep working. So that's Will Levis uh, with Titans Media yesterday after practice. He had uh, five total touchdown passes. I think uh, is what he finished his Monday day of work with. Three of them in seven on seven, uh, specifically in the red zone. And, you know, Mike Vrabel was asked about this uh, about this the other day. Uh, Trippin' Titan says, I want a football launcher now. You mean a jugs machine. Yes, that's basically the jugs machine featuring Will Levis. Jeremiah says he likes watching the jugs machine. Uh, you know, I mean, there is, a, there is a, a repetition to it, I guess, that's just a part of, it's just kind of the noise in the back of my head for basically two months, the jugs machine, because I'm sitting there by it during the radio show. It's running. Uh, the players are coming up and using the jugs machine after practice for about an hour while the radio show is going on. So the jugs machine just kind of perpetually exists in the back of my head. Um, but I think when you talk about big deal, little deal, no deal, uh, the situation for Will Levis, it's it's a little deal. It is a it is a step in the right direction, right? And that's all you're looking for at this point with where uh, this football team is, where the quarterbacks are specifically progress in the right direction incremental progress over the course of training camp incremental progress coming out of preseason game going into preseason games coming out of preseason games three preseason opportunities that they'll have to compete for this backup quarterback job right uh we're just a little more than a week away from the first preseason game in Chicago as a matter of fact and that is going to be uh you know the first real opportunity that we get to see the two of them competing I assume that one will start, quote-unquote, start the preseason game in Chicago, and both of them will likely rotate reps in that real, uh, in that in that live game action, That those live game reps. Uh, I would imagine that the other one would start the, uh, the game in Minnesota, 
and that those reps would be split up in game again. Remember, they've done this with Matt Barkley and Logan Woodside and uh, Deshaun Kaiser. They've they've typically not necessarily named a starting quarterback for the entire preseason, but instead opted to give these guys different opportunities situationally. And that's kind of the way that I'm going to evaluate the court. And the, frankly, the way that I should have been evaluating the quarterbacks the entire time that I've been doing this, but it, it took a moment today, me listening to Mike Vrabel talk in yesterday's press conference to kind of reassess the way that I've been talking about these quarterbacks. So you see five touchdowns, you see, you know, a completion percentage or uh, Jimmy Wyatt is doing a, a great job. Jimmy always does a great job, but he's tracking attempts and completions of all three quarterbacks in training camp, right? And he's giving the context for each. So this is seven on seven and team drill combined or whatever. But I think the best way to talk about these quarterbacks and really to talk about any position on the roster is the way that the practices are structured. The way that the practices are structured is based on situational football. So like, for example, let's, and I, you know, I don't have Mike Rabel's practice schedule in front of me, but let's say Monday was first and second down. Tuesday was third down and high red zone. Thursday may be low red zone and, uh, you know, special, more situational football uh, drills, right? Hail Marys and things like that. Like situational football is the way that these practices are structured. So instead of telling you guys, okay, Will Levis completed, let's say, I think he was, uh, let me let me double check uh, the notes here, but I think Levis was, uh, he started 0 for 3. I think he ultimately ended up uh, 5 of 11, 28 of 41 in 7-on-7 seven seven in team periods. That's courtesy of Jimmy White. So started 0 for 3, got into a rhythm, ended up 5 of 11 on the day. So instead of doing that kind of stuff, I'm gonna I'm going to tell you, all right, Today, what I saw them work on is, let's say, for example, high red zone. Will Levis in the high red zone in seven-on-seven seven versus team, there's going to be different assessments. Just as there's different assessments for wide receivers and corners in one-on-ones versus seven-on-seven seven versus 11-on-11, right? You understand that it's going to be a hell of a lot easier for a wide receiver to win a one-on-one -on -one matchup down the field where there's no help. There's no safeties. There's no linebackers. And a quarterback who might not throw a, a pass in a certain situation is more likely to let it go if it's just a one-on-one -on -one play down the field, right? Situational football matters more than anything. And so in the evaluation, uh, you know, I think that I've done a bad job up until this point, not recognizing that sooner and kind of helping to provide you that, that context. And I think that's, you know, I think that's something that we could all benefit from. So I'll do a better job with that. Uh, and we'll try and continue to provide you the context of what specifically they were working on that day and how it applies to, okay, Will Levis succeeded in 11-on-11 uh, 11 -11 high red zone or Malik Willis in their first and second down work on Wednesday was better than all three quarters, things like that, right? That's that's basically the way that we'll continue to uh, to evaluate at this stage. Uh, let's, uh, <laughs> Jeremiah says, I've got a red zone in my pants right now from the seat. Well, that's, that's like a deeply personal problem. I would, uh, I would say you might get that corrected. There's probably some kind of ointment or whatever it is that you're describing, but yes, a red zone in your pants sounds like a situation that needs to be rectified ASAP. All right, let's move on and let's talk about the deepest position groups on the Ross on the defensive side of the ball on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. What is the deepest position group on the Tennessee Titans roster at this point? While you guys uh, on the defensive side, 
While you guys do that, I will tell you about our new presenting sponsor here on the Primetime Show, somebody who has been working in Middle Tennessee across the state of Tennessee, as a matter of fact, for many, many years at this point, and who we're happy to have as a part of the uh, Primetime Show, the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands, that's the tagline. That's because that's a promise that she delivers on. She's a Middle Tennessee trial lawyer who practices in Tennessee family and criminal courts in 35 counties in Middle Tennessee. That's one of the things. Again, meeting with Amanda, understanding her mission, understanding her passion, and what she is uh, bringing for her clients in the court of law, that she is willing to go above and beyond to come to where you are. 35 counties in Middle Tennessee. Hey, listen. You guys know this state. You know how spread out everything is. You know what kind of time commitment something like that, a commitment like that, takes. Something that Amanda J. Gentry brings for her clients and something that if you call her law office, she will make sure she brings for you. Father's rights is something that she's particularly passionate about, which is protecting your fundamental constitutional right to be a father to your children. Make sure that you contact the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry to make sure that your constitutional rights are not being violated. The website is real easy, amandajgentry.com, wherever justice demands. Very happy to have Amanda J. and her team as a part of the primetime show, and uh, I know she's excited to get to work for you guys should you need her services. Uh, (laughs) Stephen King says, Buck's been in legal trouble, knows from personal experience. You know, oddly enough, I've not uh, I've not been in any legal trouble of consequence. Knock on uh, knock on wood. Now, you know, fortunately, we have uh, Amanda J as a part of the primetime show. So should a situation arise, you know who I'm calling at this stage. Uh, I think that, uh, yeah, no, but a, a, a surprising lack of legal legal trouble in my life. Um, but you know, uh, knock on wood to make sure, to, to make sure that that continues to be the case. All right. So deepest position group on the roster, where would you consider at this point on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch? Uh, DeMario says deepest position on defense is the question, meaning starters and depth behind it. That's linebackers. So, uh, when you say linebackers, you're talking inside linebackers or edge guys, uh, because when you say linebacker, my mind immediately goes to off-ball linebackers. That's probably the way that we should talk about it. Off-ball guys versus on-the-ball guys. Now, um, you know, the competition right now is still ongoing. It looks like Aziz Alshair is going to be your David Long. Uh, he's going to be your your three-down linebacker. He's going to be somebody who's still out on the field when they're in nickel and dime. Uh, he looks like he's going to be able to run in coverage with these guys and, and certainly got a little... Uh, I mean, call it what it is. Got a little shit to him, basically, uh, in in the way that he brings the the level of competition on the practice field on a regular basis. Now, I will say that he looks promising. I've seen him uh, in spurts in San Francisco. He's had to play meaningful snaps, dealing with uh, some injuries on their roster prior to arriving here in Tennessee. So I know that that dude can play. I've seen him, and now he'll have his most expansive opportunity to to become a starting off-ball linebacker. Um, but if you're talking about the entirety of the group of linebackers, then you're you're mixing off-ball and on-ball guys into the uh into the same uh into the same mix. 
so Dylan says we're really uh, we're we're deep outside. Really excited about the combination of Harold and Key. Uh, Max Titan says Buck is guilty of not liking the Titans. <laughs> I uh, well, here's what I'll tell you. It depends on the day. It depends on the day. It depends on how uh, I I have in my life disliked watching your football team as a part of my job covering your football team because sometimes they play shitty offense and that's not and you know in basically the entirety of 2020 they played shitty defenses so uh yes there are moments when they don't play up to a certain uh standard or you know uh i can't flip over to the red zone or change the channel i'm watching one game and that one game is going to take up about 12 12 to call it 10 to 12 hours of my day on any given Sunday. So yes, I have been guilty at points in my life of not enjoying, not necessarily not liking your football team. I'm neutral on your football team, but there have been plenty of opportunities where I have not enjoyed watching your football team. And I think many of you would, uh, would sympathize with that statement, but I would say to you that, uh, that I agree with the earlier comment about the edge group being particularly deep. Uh, I talked to Rashad Weaver. We had him on the radio show today. It's a part of our training camp, Titans training camp interview series. Uh, by the way, uh, there's a couple of fun interviews today on the radio show. We'll play a clip uh, from Mike Chandler, the uh, UFC fighter, who was also on the radio show today as well later on. But uh, talk to Rashad Weaver about kind of the depth that they have and kind of the standard that they're holding themselves to after a down year for the pass rush group where you know that injuries played a big role. Man, we're good. We're good. How's the vibes? Vibes are always up. Yeah? Vibes are always up, never down, man. Another day of greatness. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's always a grind to train and camp. I, I was thinking about this today. You this is year three for you. Year three. What the hell man. happened? You're a vet? Counting them up, man, but I like to just view it as year two. I lost that year one. Vet vet in the mind, but still two on the body. Yeah. Uh got a lot to keep going and uh I'm excited. Yeah. Ready. A lot to look forward to this year, and I think uh, a lot of things are coming together. So, from that standpoint, you know, we talked to you in the spring about you know the work that you put in this off season to try and get uh, physically bigger, better, faster, stronger. All these things. Where are you seeing that pay dividends right now? Uh, I think just in, in my movements, and uh, you know, once you get to the NFL and you, and you do these pass rushes, and you get to the top of top of rushes or or latched on on blocks, you got to be got to be a man to get off of them. So I think being able to disengage and really uh, be more violent within my movements and stuff is where I see a lot of it paying off. So that's uh, Rashad Weaver from earlier today. Uh, you can check out the full interview. Weaver was there with us for about 20 minutes after practice. And uh, Levis, we're, we're off the uh, practice field tomorrow, but when we're back out there on Thursday, uh, the plan is to have Will Levis sit down with us. So it'll be timely. He's had a good week to this point. We'll see if that continues on Thursday and certainly – um, we'll talk about it. By the way, if you guys want specific questions asked of any of these players, or if you would like to request specifically a player that you would like to have on the radio show, that you would like us to have on the radio show, feel free to DM me your questions or your uh, player suggestions at Buck Rising on Instagram or uh, or Threads. We can uh, we can do that on Threads. There's uh, we're starting to. Uh, we're starting to continue to put more content on threads. And I think that's a good place for us to kind of grow some more engagement. So if you have suggestions or if you have questions that you'd like any of these guys specifically asked, you know, I try, I come up with a list of guys that I send them uh, at the start of training camp, but certainly uh, they're always the Titans PR is always very helpful in adjusting to that list of demands basically that I hand them every year. So 
um, at Buck Rising on Threads or in the Instagram DMs. We will uh, certainly um, we will certainly take those into account because we've got a lot, uh, many, many more weeks of this, and we're going to continue to talk to people. So far, Rand Carthon, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Rashad Weaver, Tajay Spears, and Chigakonkwa. Will Levis will be on Thursday. Uh, Jody Newell says, talk to Farley. Uh, Caleb Farley and uh, Dylan Radens are, they're not going to be available. Uh, they're not made available. Players who are on injured reserve or PUP are not, uh, are not av- made available to the media. So Radens and Farley will not be, uh, will not be made available to us at this point. So uh, Ricky W says, ask Will Levis what he thinks about the Tennessee Volunteers. Honestly, that might be one of the first questions. I, We'll see. We'll see what kind of mood he's in, because you know, I think I think Will has been a good sport so far, and he seems like willing to engage, which I appreciate. Uh, but I, I'm going to ask him, base a, a version of what I'm going to ask him is, "Hey, Will, are they being nice to you here? <laughs> because they have historically, as a fan base, not been very nice to you <laughs> throughout the course of your career as a Kentucky uh, quarterback, and one would imagine that there might be some carryover." in terms of the feelings that you all might have for one another. Vols fans feel a certain kind of way about you. You probably felt a certain kind of way about Vols fans, even though you're going to have some carryover in your fan base now. So I, uh, I would just like to, I would just like to ask him, Hey, are they being nice enough to you, bud? <laughs> you just got here and they've been kind of on your neck anyway. Um, so deepest position group I do think is the edge guys, right? So you've got Arden who looks to be a live wire. Uh, Harold Landry looks as good as he did pre-injury right now, you know, knock on wood for Harold, but Harold looks really, uh, really effective, really efficient. We talked to Shane Bowen. Bowen said as much that he looks like Harold pre-injury. So they feel like they're on a great track with Harold at this point. Weaver, uh, in year three is somebody who I think I look at as a role player. I look at as somebody who you saw a larger sample size of last year. You understand that that's not enough for him to be a starting player for this defense or for him to get a bulk of the snaps. But I do think that he can uh, work really, really well in relief of one of those two. And then I would also include Danico Autry in that group. He often works with the outside linebackers or edge guys. Uh, he's often played on the outside in certain packages and, and all, often ends up rushing from the outside based on how they twist and stunt. So I think that uh, I think that there is a lot to like about this edge group, and then you talk about guys like Caleb Murphy, for example, the undrafted undrafted rookie free agent out of Ferris State, who led all of college football last year in sack production. Um, some interesting parts and pieces to play with, but a for all intents and purposes, a a strong top four in Key Landry. Weaver and Autry that I think, uh, I think are, you know, make you feel as good about any position on that defense as you would, uh, at this stage. Um, Lane asks who's playing behind or beside Al share. Uh, it's been a mix of Monty Rice and, uh, Jack Gibbons. So I don't know that there's necessarily one being favored over the other right now by snap count. Uh, in practice, but it's uh, it's been Monty Rice and Jack Gibbons, but I think Jack Gibbons got a pretty good case to to take that job. I think Monty's got to really, really you know perform at a high level to be able to keep Jack Gibbons from getting involved in that lineup because I think the snaps that you saw of Gibbons at the end of the year, but Monty brings a different skill set than does Gibbons. But I think that I think that Gibbons might be uh, might end up being a starting inside linebacker, which is kind of crazy. Um, 
I mean, I guess not crazy. You've seen undrafted dudes make roles for themselves all the time over, you know, guys with higher draft pedigree, right? Monty Rice is a third-round pick out of Georgia. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's guaranteed the job, but one would think that the third-round pick out of Georgia might fare better than the undrafted rookie free agent out of shit. I don't even know. I don't even remember where Jack Evans played college football. I want to say Montana, but I don't think that's right. Anyway, um, let's move on to a gone viral video at this point, John. Asoski, I'm going to butcher your last name, John. I'm sorry. Uh, it says, is Chance Campbell in the mix? Not for the starting job. Uh, and I, I do know that he played at Ole Miss, but I can't remember where Dr. Gibby played uh, college football. I want to say it was a a, a smaller I, – I, I have no idea. I don't remember where Jack Evans played. Maybe Iowa? I'm just guessing at this point. I need to stop. <laughs> I'm cycling through places where it looked like Jack Gibbons might have played college football. So I, I'm not remembering off the top of my head perhaps. Bert has uh, provided me an answer. Oh, okay. Abilene Christian and then Minnesota. Okay. I was, uh, I was, you know, kind of close, I guess. Did I say Minnesota initially? No, I think I said Iowa. Either way, uh, Jack Gibbons is trying to carve out a role for himself. And I think we'll have a role on this football team in one form or fashion. Just a matter of whether he will be a starting player for this defense or night or not Bert says I was naming states if that's considered close yes I was literally just naming states that's correct <laughs> uh all right gone viral video on Facebook YouTube Twitter and on Twitch as we wrap up tonight's show what's your opinion of Conor McGregor just generally good bad indifferent uh anywhere in between what's your opinion of Conor McGregor now I ask you this in the middle of a Titans uh themed uh show bobby carter says i said montana okay montana minnesota they're basically the same states right not really at all <laughs> but uh, i don't even think they're that geographically close uh, but you know now let's not test my geography then i'll look even dumber than i already do anyway what's your opinion of conor mcgregor at this point i'm going to ask you this question because i had what looks like his next opponent on the radio show today mike chandler uh UFC, uh, uh, UFC fighter, really, really high level fighter for many, many years at this point, and who has been competing in the ultimate fighter coaching team Chandler versus team McGregor on ESPN and ESPN plus it's been a really fun watch. And Mike was on the radio show today. So I ask you simply, what is your opinion of, uh, Connor McGregor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, we will discuss Together, right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com, get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident, and they will maximize your potential. A new way to work out, a better way to work out for a new version of you, whether you are trying to get your health in check, whether you're trying to get your weight under control, whether you are somebody who is training for a certain kind of physical test or physical fitness, TrueMath Fitness will help you get in position to succeed. Their coaching staff is awesome. Their facility is great. Conveniently located in the Gulch in downtown Nashville, truemathfitness.com, personal training, group workout classes, or the open gym, any level of membership, or your first workout free at truemathfitness.com. So what's your opinion of Conor McGregor at this point? Uh, can't hate the guy, uh, got his money against Floyd and lost the hunger, but made himself a lot of money. Well, no, I think you can't hate the guy. Uh, I think it's real easy to hate the guy, especially when you consider the amount of things that he has been, uh, you know, it's like, uh, it's like, um, Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather appears to be a rotten human being. He has a lot of, uh, he has a lot of, uh, 
um, issues in his past. He has a lot of legal situations that have been uh, less than uh, less than what's the word that I'm looking for. Floyd Mayweather has been a problematic character for a long time beyond the fight, beyond the ring, right? Conor McGregor has been a problematic figure for a long time beyond the ring. Now, uh, he has not had the kind of success that his name connotes anymore, and he's been continuing to make money off of his you know, name, image, and likeness, basically, and for basically being somebody who's propped up for the opportunity to get other fighters the stage and the opportunity to make some money and to continue to draw attention, draw viewers for uh, Dana White and the UFC. Um, I think that, uh, uh, Jonathan Caverly says, I don't think he'll fight again, but he is entertaining. Well, uh, his next opponent, his next schedule opponent is Mike Chandler. And while there's not anything necessarily on the schedule just yet, I think the plan based on talking to Mike today at Titans practice, the plan is very much for he and Conor McGregor to fight at some point. We got, we built a team where we can wisdom that comes with, and a lot of similarities that come with athletics and just pursuing the best version of yourself. So I built a, I built a studio in my backyard. It's all soundproof. We got all the equipment. I got a media director. We got, we built a team where we can hop on YouTube. We can do live shows. We can do, you know, we just broke down four or five fights from this last weekend, UFC 291. Yeah. Obviously we got fights coming up this weekend that me and my, my family is going to be in attendance at that we will then break down. So just bringing people value, you know, I've, that's why mixed martial arts is a sport, but it's a metaphor for life. And that's why that's why I just feel so grateful for what I get to do when people watch it. And when they see us fighting, they see us get our hand raised at our greatest moment of opportunity, or they see us at our darkest hour when we get knocked out and we got blood pouring out of our face. You know, it's it's a metaphor for all the struggles that everybody's going through. So I just think I've I've been able to experience a life that can that can give a lot of people wisdom and kind of look through the looking glass of what I have seen, what I have done, what I've gone through to be able to inspire and instill greatness into people through audio waves, through video on YouTube. And it's been a, it's been a lot of fun, but a lot of journey. You've got that. We've got Kirby. Yeah, that's that's my go. inspiration. Exactly. Every See, day. <laughs> See? everyone, everyone needs a Kirby baby. Mike Chandler hanging out with us. Here on 104.5 The Zone. So I, I'd, I'd be remiss. The YouTube chat has been exploding. Uh, they want, they're demanding that we ask you questions about McGregor. Is there okay. any update that you can give for people on um, that situation? Not a crazy uh, definitive, um, I guess, update, but talks are being had behind the scenes. Talks are being had on my phone today. Um, so everything is moving forward. I'm fighting him. Uh, can't give you a date yet. Can't sure. give you a weight class, but, uh, the fight between me and him is, uh, it's been something that has been building. You know, obviously we have the ultimate fighter every week on, on ESPN, uh, team Chandler versus team McGregor. Team Chandler is, uh, absolutely Molly whopping him. So it's doing, it's, it's, it's building some tension. Uh, I mean, it's not been close. No, it hasn't really been close, you know, and that, and that's not necessarily an indictment on his, on his coaching style necessarily. I think, you know, sometimes, it's the sport of mixed martial arts is happenstance and it's luck and it's a little bit of you know favor here and there. So it's you never know how things are going to go. But Team Chandler's are do, doing well, and me and Connor we're hoping to fight by the end of the year. It'll probably be more closer to the the beginning of next year, but there's still a chance we fight by the end of the year. So you, you can catch up on all those episodes on demand on ESPN Plus to check mm-hmm. out what Team Chandler and Team McGregor are doing in the Ultimate Fighter. Mike, we got we built it. That was the uh, raw version of that that I sent to Bert without editing. So that's my bad. That the uh, my prime time alarm. Hey, dummy, get get back, uh, get back and ready to go up there. 
I, I turned do not disturb on my phone while I was cutting that clip, and apparently I forgot to cut out the alarm going off. So apologies on that. I blame Bert. He should have checked me. <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight. Can you guys hear my text messages going off, Bert? Can you hear that in the background? Is that something that's coming through on the primetime show, too, or is that just something that's annoying me in my ear? Okay, very good. He's saying you can't hear that, but it's uh, it's something that's very, very irritating to me. I have to figure out how to get that turned off my laptop. Anyway, fun show tonight. Great show on the radio show today. Go check out Mike Chandler, Rashad Weaver, Corey Curtis from WKRN News 2. We chopped it up after practice, had some observations on the offensive line and the tight end group. Really, really fun show uh, today out at Titans training camp. Excited to be back in the studio tomorrow, make it feel a little more normal. It's I think it's the only day this week that I'm going to be in studio. So we'll look forward to uh, talking to you guys from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. And, of course, back here at it tomorrow night on the primetime show. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.